Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. Today is a special day, of course, it is Simchat Torah, Simchat Torah, and it's the day that we rejoice in the Torah, like uh, Daniel was talking about a little bit earlier, a day when we read, and we read from the end of the Torah, and then cycle all the way back to the beginning. It's very instructive and, uh, as to the never-ending nature of the study of the Word of God, Friends, I don't know if you know this, I've been studying the Word of God a few years, and let me tell you what I know. The more I read, the more I know I don't know. <laughs> it really is the truth. The, the more I learn, the more I realize I need to learn, right, need. I mean, it's really the truth. I, I, I'm not saying that, just, I, I'm sincere about that, y'all. Uh, the, the more, and, and perhaps you can relate to that, the, the more we know, the more we know we don't know. And, uh, but, but that means that there's a never-ending desire to study. And I can read the same portion of Scripture, Andy Wright, time after time after time. And on the, the 80th time I read it in my life, suddenly, boom, it has meaning. It has richness. And it has a, a, a understanding that I didn't see before. Well, I mean, if you think about it, this just makes sense, Achim. If it's the Word of God, we talk about the Word of God as, as a colloquial kind of expression, the Word of God. But really, uh, if we think about what we're saying, the word of God, the words of God, if these are God's words, then friends, we're, we're only going to scratch the surface of this book. But the more we get into it and the more we understand it, the better. It's, it's beautiful to celebrate the word of God, Simchat Torah, and its centrality to our lives. It's one of the things I love about Judaism, about Messianic Judaism, is the focus on the Torah representative of God's instructions, the Word of God. However, we also know that Simchat Torah itself, the holiday is a tradition. Now, it is ancient. It's an ancient tradition, uh, but it's, it's not, the, the, the name, not in the name Simchat Torah itself, but the tradition of dancing on Shemini Atzeret, dancing uh, and celebrating, goes all the way back to the time of Yeshua. So even in Yeshua's day, we know that on Shemini Atzeret, they would have been dancing and celebrating. But you see, we're, we're not here today just out of tradition, because God commanded us specifically to be here today to complete the holiday of Sukkot. So what we do here in, in Judaism is we take the eighth day of Sukkot, which is Shemini Atzeret, and it is upon that day that we celebrate the beautiful tradition of Simchat Torah, the joy of the Torah. But today is Shemini Atzeret, the eighth day of the assembly. And that is specifically today, is specifically spoken about in Scripture. When I say today, it's sundown to sundown. 
And we read in Leviticus chapter 23, in verse 36, it says, For seven days you were to bring an offering by fire to Adonai. This is during Sukkot. The eighth day will be a holy convocation to you. Hello. Thank you. We're here. And you were to bring an offering by fire to Adonai. It is a solemn assembly. You should do no laborious work. Skipping down to verse 39. So on the 15th day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the fruits of the land, you were to keep the feast of Adonai for seven days. The first day is to be a Shabbat rest, and the eighth day will also be a Shabbat rest. Whoo, boy, everybody excel, you know, it's, uh, although if you're too close to people... Uh, okay, <laughs> it's, the it's the closing assembly on the eighth day of Sukkot, and it is a Shabbat, and we're fulfilling both of these today, the weekly Shabbat, but also it says to have a sacred assembly, a, a convocation, an assembly on the eighth day, and it is a Shabbat to us, the eighth day of Sukkot. And so in doing so, what we're doing here is we are completing Sukkot. This is the completion of Sukkot, and it's the completion, really, of the celebration of Sukkot and that which we do during Sukkot, which I'll talk about more as we kind of get into this a little bit more. But man, Sukkot has been amazing this year. The only downside is, is that I think there's been not as much interaction bringing other people into your Sukkah, you know, and I miss that. Uh, I do miss that, and uh, that hurts. But at the same time, hopefully you've been dwelling in your Sukkah some, and, uh, and it has been absolutely beautiful uh, to do so, and amazing how the, the rain's coming in now, uh, at least uh, here in North Georgia. Uh, and so this is just this has been just absolutely beautiful. And the eighth day, the eighth day of the holiday of Sukkot, it's interesting, eighth days are important in Scripture. If you look at Scripture, eighth days mean something. There, there is a, mm, a completion that, 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 that comes re regarding eighth days, and we see that in a few different places. On the eighth day, the sacrifices of the firstborn Animals were eligible to be given to the Lord. We know that, Exodus 22, 30. For seven days, Aaron, who was, of course, the, the high priest, and the priests were inducted into service through an ordination period, and on the eighth day, they began their ministry. That's from Leviticus 9, 1. Leviticus 14 talks about the eighth day being the day when people with different diseases were declared clean, and their offering was received. It was eight days and, and after they're clean. Okay. And so I don't have many people coming to me with the clean disease uh, thing. That's okay. On the, on the eighth day also, a Jewish male child, of course, is to be circumcised through the brit, brit malah, the brit malah, okay, if you will. Leviticus chapter 12, verse 3, eighth day. Eighth day. Do you see there's a pattern here we see in Scripture specific to the eighth day uh, that, that something is going on here. It's, a, it's like a fresh start. Uh, for eight days. The, 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 the priests have their start on the eighth day. Uh, someone is made clean eighth day. The, the, the Jewish male child is circumcised, brought into that covenant uh, on the eighth day. We know that Yeshua himself, we read about in the Brit Hadashah. You know, a lot of people think of Yeshua and have this stereotype of Yeshua as this, uh, you know, Christian figure, Gentile Christian figure. And of course, we know he was Jewish. If anything, he was a well, I mean, if, you're the, if you are the Messiah, I guess you're definitely a Messianic Jew. Uh, and, uh, and of course, he was circumcised on the eighth day. So that's all in the New Covenant. It's written right there. He was a Jewish guy. And we know that the eight is the number we see in Scripture so frequently of new beginnings. 
new beginnings. And so, wow, that, that really feels good, especially right now. And so on, on Shemini at Seret, which we're in right now, we have our closing special assembly of Sukkot. Sukkot is coming to an end uh, sundown on, on Saturday here, and we have rejoiced in our harvest. We have remembered the Lord for giving us rain. You know, in, in Israel, of course, uh, the rainy season starts now. This rainy season always starts during Sukkot. Sukkot marks the beginning of the rainy season because in Israel, it may not have rained for half a year at this point. It's not like it is in most places in the world and surely not in the southeast United States and many places uh, where we get rain you know, pretty frequently. And if a couple of weeks goes by, it's unusual. No, in Israel, it, it could be from Shavuot to Sukkot with literally not a drop sometimes. I mean, literally not one drop for half a year uh, of rain. It, that, that is the case sometimes. But then we start getting to, into the rainy season. Uh, it's very interesting. So we, we, uh, there's a focus on water and rain during Sukkot. And I think that Simchat Torah is a great way to thank God. We're thanking God for that which He has done in our lives, and that's which He will do for this eighth, you know, we're renewing here. Something fresh is happening. The rain is coming. The rain in our lives is coming. Because remember that the next biblical, major biblical festival is actually Passover. Passover is the next biggie. Yes, there's Hanukkah and Purim, we know that, but the next biggie from the Torah is Passover. That's a long time from now, right? All the way into Passover and rejoicing in the Torah. God's Word is a great thing to do on this last feast of the season. It's like, it's almost like, I think about it this way, and I hope that this will bless you. It's almost like we're saying to God, God, until we gather together again for a special biblical feast, we know that we have God's Word to rely on. Mm, that's beautiful. That always just struck me as just beautiful. Until we meet again, God, for a beautiful biblical feast. Mm, thank you, Lord. We have your word to rely on. Mm, golly, that's, that gives me chills, actually. As we focus today on the word of God, we need to know how important God's word is to our daily lives. And if you're not into God's word regularly, then you're starving yourself of spiritual nourishment. You've got to be in the Word of God on a regular basis. Very proud of my son on his uh, daily devotionals. Uh, he has an app that, that does that. Many of you probably have apps. He's, he's at the half a year mark right now, hadn't missed a day. Very proud of him for doing that. And, and for many of you, my daughter has also had long streaks, that, you know, that long where she's gone through. And you need to be reading the Word on a regular basis. Man, what a godly, wonderful thing that is. Because it's nourishment to us. You know, Simchat Torah means the joy of the Torah. And I want to focus a few minutes today about the joy that we should have as it relates to the Word of God. Because in this crazy year, I really think that as we look at it, some of our joy has been diminished. You know, joy is so associated with the Word of God. If you read the Word of God and know the Word of God in this very holiday, it's called Simchat Torah, the joy of the Torah. But I think that this year in many ways... Um, uh, beloved, our, our joy has been diminished some this year, whether it's, whether it's deferred birthday parties or graduation ceremonies, uh, Sukkot get-togethers, like I talked about earlier, sporting events, 4th of July picnics, or, or even just hanging around with the grandparents, right? There are no handshakes, there are no high fives, there are precious few hugs, <laughs> 2020 has been a, a tough year when it comes to joy. All these things are joyous. 
everything I described is joyous stuff, joyous stuff that happens. And all of that's been kind of pushed to the side, you know? I mean, it's just how it's been this year. It's been a tough year when it comes to joy and depression is at an all-time high in the United States and around the world. And, and, and even this service in particular has changed this year. I mean, typically we would be having this service over in our community center because we'd have you know, 500 people in here, and, and, and there'd be people, and would be passing the Torah scroll from one person to the other, and dancing around, celebrating with it, passing the Torah scroll one to the other, and all the, but, 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 you know, I mean, that, that's like, uh, you know, we want to be a biblical super spreader, not the other kind, and so, <laughs> and so in any case, I'm just saying here, and so we said, well, you know, we looked at it, and we said, we cannot do, we cannot do, that's right, listen, I have faith. You know, some people are like, do you have, but you should have faith. Well, I do have faith in the Word of God. I do have faith in the Lord, of course. But at the same time, he gives us sechel, we say uh, in Yiddish. We, he gives us wisdoms to use. Okay. And so whether you think it's right or not, whether you think it's reasonable or not, it's undeniable that COVID has changed us some this year. I mean, it's undeniable. But my friends, something can bring great joy into our lives in the Word of God. And boy, do we need it. The Word of God brings us great joy in our lives. Simchat Torah is an annual reminder that we should have simcha, joy. We should have joy, simcha. Sukkot in itself is known as the season of our joy. And it makes all the more sense when we understand that it represents living with or tabernacling forever with God. That's what it represents. If you had your sukkah, it's representative of us being forever with the Lord and eternity in heaven, right? It, it, the, the scriptures and the holidays are so instructive and they teach us so much and they're so symbolic and deep. Okay, and so that's a joyous thing, man, living together, to, forever together with God. That's a joyous thing. So it only makes sense that we focus on and seek joy today, the eighth day of Sukkot on Shemini at Sirach. But what does the Word of God say specifically about this? You know, it's interesting. I'm going to give you a few, a few little tidbits here and some scripture that I think reveal something that's kind of neat and that's something that's kind of bless you. Is we, where am I going to turn to when I talk about joy? Of course, where else would I turn? The weeping Jewish prophet Jeremiah. <laughs> of course, that's not what you would expect, Daniel. It's just not what you would expect, right? If I'm going to talk about joy, Jeremiah's name doesn't come to mind. You know, you, you meet Jeremiah in heaven, and, 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 and you just, you know, some people are going to be like, Jer uh, uh, biblical Jeremiah? Ooh, ooh, okay, yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> See you later, man. You know, no, no, wait, 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 now I'm happy. Okay, now he's like, but man, he was, he was sad. He was sad, but he had reason to be sad. He lamented much. If, if we read Jeremiah, Lamentations, he was disappointed and he was hurt as he, he so often was called upon, uh, to, to prophesied about Israel's judgment from God due to her disobedience. He was not the popular guy around town because he was, he was sad, unfortunately for him, but, and unfortunately for Israel, but he was telling the truth. He was telling the truth that there were prophecies of, of Israel's judgment because of her disobedience. And his words to us, though, are particularly relevant this year. There's something here that's going to be beautiful that I don't know that you've seen before. Why? Because he saw so much that was bad, and he frequently asked God, why? You see this refrain in Yermiahu, Jeremiah the prophet, is that Jeremiah is having to prophesy these tough things about Israel, and, he, and he's constantly like, why, God, why, you know, why, why is this? And he was so sad for Israel, I mean, like palpably sad, you can tell if you read the book of, of Jeremiah, yet we see a moment, and it's just like this moment that's, that's, that's parsed into 
this whole thing where the prophet was relieved. A moment, even in the midst of a hard conversation with God about Jerusalem, if you read the whole section, it's, it's a prophecy that, against Jerusalem. And, that's a, and it's a tough one too. But in the midst of this story, Jeremiah expresses, wait for it, joy. Joy. Now, how is this possible? It's so interesting. If you, if you look at the whole passage, it's like, oh boy, tough. But then in the midst of it, you got this from Jeremiah. And it's instructive for us right now in this season, my friends. It's a, it's a lesson for us that I want you to weigh into, and it's going to bless you. Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16, Jeremiah says, Your words were found, so I ate them. Your words were a delight to me and the joy of my heart. For I am called by your name, Adonai Elohei Tzavaot. Mm. Wow, even in the midst of national trauma, which Israel was experiencing at that time, Jeremiah said that God's words were a delight to him and the joy of his heart. Wow. And he said that he ate God's words. They were of such great pleasure to him. That, that sounds like a happy guy. Again, though, this was in the midst of national grief that he says this. We're in national grief. <laughs> We're in national grief right now. First, there are those that have passed because of the plague. And hundreds of thousands have passed from the plague. We're in grieving, in grief. But also, we're grieving normalcy. I mean, all of us are missing normalcy. There's a grief that's associated with that. We're grieving relationships that are growing more distant. We're grieving really almost over a lost year. But friends, just like Jeremiah says, we can have joy in our hearts from the word of God. And this joy can change things. This joy can change your life. I don't know how far we are away from the vaccine that everybody's talking about, but I do know that we need to be getting ready to live again in its fullness. We need to be ready. Now, listen, I'm not pushing the timing. That's not my point here, be it tomorrow or be it in six months. The point is, at some point, we all need to be prepared to re-engage. Part of the challenge from coming out of this virus is that some people are going to stay hermited. <laughs> right? Some people, I'm saying when, whenever there's, there's a piece about the health and everything, everybody's got a different time frame on that. But at some point, we need to re-engage whenever that time is for each person. And in the meantime, we need to have joy in our lives because otherwise we're not going to be prepared to re-engage whenever that time is. We need to have joy in our lives now and be cultivating that in our lives, real joy. And friends, one of the places real joy can be found is in the Word of God. That's what we're saying. Simchat Torah, wow. What a coincidence. <laughs> It's not a coincidence. At the same time, the word of God, which gives us joy, should cause us to grow deep roots, friends. And so this is the one thing that we got to be mindful of and careful of is the word of God should help us grow deep roots. Otherwise, we live in a shallow walk that won't last when trials come. 
Listen to part of the parable that Yeshua tells, and you may know this whole parable, but listen to this part of it and think about how it relates to this, because it does. Matthew chapter 13, starting in verse 20, Yeshua says, the one, as in the seed, that is sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Okay, we talked about that. Yet he has no root himself, but lasts only a short while. And when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, immediately he falls away. See, we can't receive the word with joy, but not allow it to grow roots. It's got to be deep, my friends. See, that, that, that's, a, that's a shallow walk. And when tough times come, it's easy to falter if that's how it is. On the contrary, we should be digging deeper and deeper and deeper into the word of God. Why? Because it's literally life. It is life. And that's what the word of God is for us. And without the word, we're lost. <laughs> we're lost without the word of God. We're lost. In an amazing story, we read about Ezra the scribe. This is from the, from the prophets and the, and the writings. When the Jewish people were returning from captivity unto Zion, right? They've, you're familiar with the Babylonian captivity, and they came back. They were coming back to the land of Israel, but so much had been lost. So much had been lost. And so they were coming back. Many had not heard most had not heard the words of the Torah at that point when they were coming back in after the captivity to Israel. They had not heard the words of the Torah. And they were read for the first time again in Jerusalem. We read about this in Nehemiah. So they were read for the first time again in Jerusalem. The Torah scrolls were, were pulled out, like you're going to see in just a few minutes. And the, and the scrolls were read again in Jerusalem for the first time in many, many decades. And at first, the people were sad. Why? Because these commands and words had been lost, and they had not been followed. They had been lost and not followed, and so the people were sad, and, and, and they were mourning, if you will, when they were listening to the words. But you see, Nehemiah and, and Ezra uh, understood what really needed to happen. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 9, listen to the story of what happens, and mm, let this sink into your own spirit regarding even the disaster that we've been on in many ways this year. Then Nehemiah, verse 9. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the Kohen scribe, and the Levites who were teaching the people said to all the people, Today is Kadosh, or holy to Adonai your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people have been weeping when they heard the words of the Torah. He said to them, Go, eat choice foods, drink sweet drinks, and send portions to those who have nothing ready. For today is Kadosh, holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of Adonai is your strength. Then the Levites quieted all the people, saying, Hush, for today is holy. Do not grieve. Mm, you see? They encouraged the people to rejoice in hearing the word of God, to celebrate. So I love that Ezra and Nehemiah were saying, you know, the people were lamenting, oh, no, we haven't been following, we haven't been doing this, and they heard this, and they were, they were feeling all bad, and Ezra and Nehemiah said, no, no, you people are missing the point. This is a holy day. This is a great day. The, the Word of God's coming back to us. We celebrate today. Go eat some good, go eat at Bones. <laughs> go eat at Bones, man. 
You, you have some nice food today. You have some nice, if you're from out of town, that's a local really fine Atlanta steakhouse. Okay, listen, go enjoy yourself. Have some fun, rejoice. Why? Because that which was lost is found. I mean, the, the word of God is now back with you. And it's something to rejoice that we have the word of God. That is the right attitude. If you're watching us and, and you haven't been close with the Lord, or you haven't been reading his word, don't, don't, uh, don't grieve. Rejoice. You just discovered something. You just discovered the word of God again. Get back into the word. And as you read the word, let it just fill you up and celebrate with it. And as a side note, thank you very much. When Nehemiah and Ezra were reading this, what, what time of year was it? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's continue in Nehemiah chapter 8, the very next verse, starting in verse 12. So all the people departed to eat and drink, to send uh, portions and to celebrate with great joy because they came to understand the words that were explained to them. And on the second day, the next day, the heads of the families, along with the Kohanim and the Levites, gathered around Ezra to ponder the words of the Torah. They found written in the Torah that Adonai had commanded through Moses that the Bnei Yisrael, the, the children of Israel, should dwell in Sukkot during the feast of the seventh month. The, uh, skipping to verse 17, the entire assembly who had returned from captivity, made Sukkot and dwelt in their Sukkot. Since the days of Joshua, the son of Nun, until the, Danae, the day B'nai Yisrael had not done so, and their joy was very great. Woo! Yes! Can you believe it? It's now. This is also part of why we celebrate Simchat Torah as part of Sukkot. And, and with great joy, right? It's partially because of this story. Wow, it was Sukkot when they rediscovered the word of God. They celebrated the word of God. They rejoiced with the word of God, which is one of the reasons we do so today. We symbolically dance with the Torah. You know, as we dance with the Torah, the rabbis say that, why do we dance with the Torah? Because the Torahs want to dance, and we are their legs. I love that. But the symbolism is rich, and it's a, a powerful lesson to the next generation as well. That's one of the reasons I love Messianic Judaism, friends. Do you realize how much of this is just not even known or seen in its fullness in the believing community? You don't just hear the word of God, but you literally feel it. You literally experience it, even through the internet. When we dance with the word of God, we are saying that the word of God, which is our guidebook, is our delight. That's what we're saying. It's our delight. Like Jeremiah, Ezra, Nehemiah, and David felt, King David, the word of God is to be celebrated. It's not an onerous book of harsh rules. It's a love story. It's a love story from God to man and woman. And it should be viewed as such. The title of my message is Celebrate the Word. Let's bow our heads. I want to ask, if you're watching this today and maybe you haven't been in the Word like you've needed to be, man, you, you, you commit to the Lord right now. Go on your smartphone and, and, and start looking up Bible reading apps. And you'll find some, or a great devotional, a daily devotional. Read it. Commit to it. Get in the Word of God. It's joy if you've been having some problems feeling down at times. Get in the Word of God. Lord, I pray your touch, Lord, that we celebrate your word. I want to ask if you've 
are watching, and if you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah, repeat this prayer after me, and God is going to come into your heart and change you. Say, dear God, I humbly come before you. I ask Yeshua to come into my heart. I believe he's risen again. Please forgive me of my sins, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for saving me in Yeshua's name. And the Lord is going to touch you if you said that prayer for the first time. If you did so, please send us an email. We'd love to celebrate with you. Lord, I thank you so much for Simchat Torah. I thank you for Shemini Etzeret. I thank you for the joy of your word. Ooh, it's so beautiful. Thank you, God, for all these things, B'Shem Yeshua, and let us all say, Amen and Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethlehem.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.